Hello and welcome to the Wildcard Rewind. My name is Hannah and I'll be your host for the evening. And the season might be over, but there's always plenty to talk about around the NFL. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be diving into each division around the uh, league. Tonight, we've got a fabulous host with us and a special guest. Um, and we're going to be talking about the NFC East. So let's get down to it. I just want to rewind. When we were young and hard. Back to all those good times Take me back to the start So hello everyone, um, as usual I've got my two fabulous co-hosts Mags and Paul with me today So how are you guys getting on? Did you have a good week? Looking forward to going over the NFC East? Ooh. Yeah, absolutely loving it. I had a lovely weekend seeing Ireland complete the Grand Slam in, you know, the Rugby Union event at the weekend, crushing the hopes and dreams of every English, Welsh, Scottish, French and Italian person out there and ready to go on and win the World Cup this summer. So delighted to see that and had a lovely weekend down, down in London watching the whole thing. So yeah, very, very nice. Sounds awesome, Mags. How about you, Paul? I was I was having a, a, a brilliant, brilliant weekend and a brilliant start to my week. And then I came on and heard, oh, my team's the best. My team wins everything. My team this and my team that. I'm sick of you, Mags. I'm sick of you. <laughs> my you team also won, the, also won the Super Bowl, in case you forgot. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, one minute yeah, 45 yeah. for anyone that's placing bets. One minute 45. It's later than usual, actually, 145. How are you, Hannah? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. It's been a busy week, but really looking forward to having a chat with you guys. And of course, our special guest. So tonight we've got one of the Dynasty guys. He's here for his second appearance. So Matt, thank you so much for coming to chat with us again. I'm hoping this time you can actually say something because <laughs> Kev isn't here. But how are you doing and how's your week been? Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks, Hannah. Um, not really into my rugby, so I'm not going to say too much on on what Mags was uh, was going on about there. But in general, yeah, it's been a great week. Obviously, we all love the NFL, don't we? It's been absolutely crazy this past week with free agency and all the moves in in the NFL. So that's been keeping me busy. Obviously, personal life as well always keeps you busy. But on the whole, yeah, doing really well. Honored to be back on second time I've been on already. I mean, this feels unreal. I was only making. I think I was one of the first guests when I only uh, just for the Super Bowl. So the fact that I'm coming on again, I feel super honoured. Obviously, you had to take me over, Kev, because as you mentioned, Hannah, Kev, yeah, he spoke a lot about his team that's in this uh, in this division. So I feel like I'm getting my chance now to to say my piece on, on these teams. <laughs> spoke spoke to Noah Beal as well, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think he's still getting over the Super Bowl, to be honest. So uh, yeah. I think that's why he's not coming. <laughs> Yeah, he had, he had plenty of bravado before it, didn't he? he but did. uh, he slunk off now, and we, we don't really hide the hair of him. So uh, let's see where he, when he comes, kind of you know, crawling back with his tail between his legs. But anyway, let's kick off and uh, start having a proper chat about the NFC East. So, Matt, as we know from our Super Bowl preview show, your team is the New York Giants, if I can say it. So. 
They managed to tie down both Daniel Jones and Saquon for the 2023 season, which we will come to a little bit shortly. But first, let's have a look back at the 2022 season. So tell me, what do you think went well for your Giants last season? I mean, really, if we'd have told you before the season that you'd go 9-7 and seven and make it to the playoffs, I think you'd probably take that, right? Absolutely. I'd have snapped your hand off. I mean, it's it's been tough going being a Giants fan over the last few years. I think it was 2016 when we last had a, a positive record, a record over 500, and that was when we last made the playoffs. So that's like six years of basically being a, a really poor team in the NFL and watching everybody um, around us succeed. The Cowboys are, have been great for the last few years. Obviously, the Eagles making their, their move forward. So it's been real tough being a, a Giants fan. But yeah, this past season has been unbelievable, far better than what I expected it was going to be. Um, obviously, the, the height was building, the fact that we got Brian Dayball in over from the, the Bills, that really started to, to give me hope that maybe this could be the, the turning point for the Giants. Um, I feel like we did really well in, in the draft and, and used the picks that we got really well, taking a, an O-lineman in Evan Neal and getting Kayvon Thibodeau as well early on. That felt like some really solid pieces for, for this team. And then, um, as I say, this this past season exceeded my expectations, even though, we, like I said, the, the, the height was building. I didn't think that we'd be able to, to make the playoffs. I was never in my wildest dreams that I think we were going to get into to the playoffs. So the fact that we did was, was amazing. It, it felt like a lot of the games were pretty, pretty tight, weren't they? It was like one, one score in pretty much all the games early on in the season. It felt like we were kind of scraping his way through, but it felt like look, we're kind of on our side and, and the, the, the belief started to, to come as the season went on. So, um, yeah, as I said, it, it was a great season. The, the moves that we made getting Brian Dable in, what he did with Daniel Jones was was unthinkable because I didn't think that, that Daniel Jones was going to do what he did this past year. Obviously, we didn't take up that fifth-year option. And what does he do? He, he kind of throws it back in his face by making us a good team. It means we can't be in a position to, to get another quarterback. But, um, yeah, under Brian Dable, he's been fantastic. So, like you mentioned, we've, we've locked him down long-term and, and I think that's going to be key to us uh, moving forward. I mean, I have to say one of my favourite games of the season was when they uh, upset the Packers in London. I was there live and it was just so much yep. fun. All the cheese heads were super upset around the stadium. <laughs> so it was just brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, I was lucky enough. Yeah, I was lucky enough to go to that game. And, and as I say, I've been to a few of the, the Wembley games and just being an NFL fan, you, you love it, don't you? Just going to any game, but to, to be able to see my Giants was was incredible. Being the underdogs, there was, as you mentioned, so many Packers fans obviously being their first time going to, to London. It was always going to be a bit of an underdog game. We were always going to be the away team in, in that one. But yeah, it felt so good getting that win. I went with a friend of mine that was a Packers fan, so just made that even better, the fact that, that we won that game. Turn it around. It looked like we were going to get absolutely destroyed, didn't it, in in the first half, but yeah, unbelievable experience. As I say, seeing my Giants play was was incredible, and yeah, one that I'll, I'll not forget for a long time. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as a neutral, so I can't imagine yeah. how, how you thought. So, Mags, what do you think of their twenty twenty two season? Um, how do you think the Giants went, and what kind of went well for them? Yeah, like there's so many things have have kind of clicked into place. I think it starts, like you said, Matt, with with Brian Dable coming in and yeah. just. You know, making everything in that organization just run a little bit better than it was before. Like Daniel Jones, for example. I mean, he kind of he hasn't quite shed that. Like people still tease Daniel Jones, right? We, we said on the show we were like, he's like, if you order Josh Allen on Wish, you get Daniel Jones. Um, so it's like he's still not far away from you know that persona, but he's done a lot this year, and I never in a million years thought he was going to get that contract. So. 
Yeah. Obviously, the Giants believe in him, right? Do you think that, Matt, is like an indication? Is he the quarterback of the future then with that deal? Or is that still kind of, they might draft somebody if they're available? I think, like you said, with the, the contract that they've given him, I mean, the, the $40 million contract a year is, is far more than what I thought we should be paying him. I was thinking more around like like 25, maybe 30 yeah. range uh, uh, push. But he came out, I think he was saying at, at one point he was looking for 45 and, and we've got him for 40. It's still a, a huge contract. I think it's four years that we, we've taken him on for now. Um, I believe there's like an out after a couple of years. So at least I think now for the next two years is going to be our quarterback. Maybe we look at a a quarterback later on in, in the draft, maybe somebody like a, a Hendon Hooker, a quarterback that I mm-hmm. think has got potential there. He's obviously a bit of an older quarterback, but he's somebody that you could maybe get day two, late day two, maybe, and he can sit behind Daniel Jones and then see how it goes with Jones. And if not, we've, we've got another option there. But um, yeah, the, the fact that we're giving him that contract, it feels like Brian Abel likes that the kind of quarterback that Daniel Jones is. We, we saw all the comparisons that he was going to make him into a Josh Allen. And you can see, like you mentioned, that the tangibles yeah. are there, but maybe not to, to the extent of being a Josh Allen. But he's obviously a, a similar mould of quarterback that, that Brian Abel had success with. So um, it kind of made sense, really. If Brian Abel likes what he's seeing from Daniel Jones and he believes that he can be the quarterback to take us forward, then, I mean, who are we to, to disagree with that? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so many things. And I just loved like the the running theme of this is like players. You have to be like afraid of, of players. And I think people are definitely going to go into next season a little bit afraid of of Thibodeau, who you've got on your defensive side. Yeah. I think he looks like a real star. So that was great at drafting him. And yeah, whenever your first round picks hit, then that helps so much. But yeah, yeah. I'm delighted. I'm delighted with how they've done. Sorry, Hannah, the second time I've done that. I'll stop Thanks. Stop interrupting. <laughs> Cutting in all the time. Um, as usual, I'm surprised it wasn't about the Chiefs, to be honest. That's usually when you butt in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Matt, I'm just really interested, actually, because obviously, you know, we have mentioned that Daniel Jones um, deal already. We, we knew all along that the Giants really wanted to use that franchise tag on Saquon. So how much do you think that they paid Daniel Jones that money because they felt he was really worth it? And how much of it do you think that they paid Daniel Jones that money because they kind of felt a little bit like they'd been backed into a corner, like he had the leverage because he knew that they really wanted to use the tag on Saquon, so they desperately wanted to get the deal done. Do you think potentially that might have kind of influenced how much he got in that deal? Yeah, potentially. I think, like you said, it, it always felt like Saquon Barkley was going to get the, the franchise tag, so that kind of meant we either had to sign Daniel Jones or, or look elsewhere. And, and like we've mentioned, the fact that what Daniel Jones did last year under Brian Dayball was kind of forcing his hand, really. I mean, you've, you've seen the success you've got with Daniel Jones, so why take a chance on another quarterback, somebody like a, a Derek Carr who's just gone for pretty much the same money to um, to the Saints? It's Why would you take that chance on a, a different quarterback when you know what you've got under Jones, you know that he's that that similar quarterback that you've had success with already. So it made sense that, that yeah, the, the hand was kind of forced with Daniel Jones. I still think maybe we we could have maybe battled to get him a little bit cheaper, but, I mean, at the end of the day, what what could you have got him for less for? 35 million? I mean, when you're talking 5 million for, for a quarterback, it's really nothing in it. It sounds a lot, but I think that the move was always going to be made at the end of the day and, and taking Daniel Jones. Um, as I say, I just really hope that it works out because it is a, a decent contract, as I say, Somebody like uh, Derek Carr, who's had uh, longer success in, in the NFL, taking a chance on Daniel Jones, who's let's be honest, only really had this one year of success before that. It's been a lot of ups and downs, hence why we never took that fifth year option on him. So there's a slight risk in, in this that we've only seen that one year from him. Um, but I'm still hopeful that, that with the moves that we've made, 
uh, that we've made and that we are going to make going into into the draft that we can can help support him on on the offensive side of the ball because yeah, like Mike said, the, the defense is starting to, to make some improvements. So um, offense feels like the point that, that we really need to attack this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I do think ultimately they they are a little bit a victim of their own success this season. At Dayball, he coached just a, bit, a little bit too well, didn't he? And so, that you know, they're really quite low in that first round of the draft so that there was no option, really, unless they traded a load of their capital, which, of yeah. course, they won't want to do because they still have plenty of holes to fill. You know, they're just not in the quarterback realm. So they didn't really have much of a choice other than going with Daniel Jones and just kind of hoping that this works out. And I hope it does, because obviously Daniel Jones, he really does have some good talent there. Um, and hopefully he can continue to improve and, and show kind of that he's worth the contract that they've given him. But we also know that they've made some other moves already in this free agency period. So obviously they traded for Darren Waller. They uh, signed Paris Campbell and Bobby Okariki. And of course, they did keep some of their own free agents. So how do you like the rest of the moves that they've done, Matt? And what else do you think they need to do kind of to prepare for 2023 and to look to get better? Yeah, I think we, what the moves we've made so far have been pretty good, to be honest. Getting um, Bogo Okariki, like you said, on defence is, is a huge part of, of the moves that we needed to make because we've been terrible against the, the run this offseason, uh, this past season. Sorry, I think we ranked 28th in, in run defence. So getting somebody like him who's, who's I think, better in on the run side of, of defence rather than the pass side is, is a big move for us because, as I say, we needed that kind of player in. Um, with the Giants, so that's going to be a, a great move for us, I think, moving forward um, on the defensive side. Um, on the offensive side, like you said, we, we've kind of re-signed a lot of the the scraps that we had at wide receiver, getting Slayton back, um, Shepard coming back as well. Um, it feels like we're, we're kind of just sticking with what we've got. We've brought in Paris Campbell, who um, is a really interesting player, somebody that I've really liked ever since he, he came into the NFL, just couldn't really stay healthy, was the the big thing with Paris Campbell. So hopefully if he can stay healthy, that's going to be interesting. But I do just worry that we've got a lot of slot wide receivers and, and not too many that play on, on the outside. And Isaiah Hodgins, who, who we got last year and, and we've carried on into this year, is really the only outside receiver that we've got. But um, like you mentioned, bringing Darren Waller is going to be going to be huge for us. I think a, a big presence, um, a really athletic guy that I think is going to be great in the red zone. Um, we actually spoke about it on the, the Dynasty show Um yesterday that's going to be dropping soon I think um we mentioned about Darren Waller coming into to the Giants and obviously it's great we know what a great talent he is but I do just have some slight concerns and we've seen it before with athletic tight ends with the, the Giants Evan Engram I mean he looked great in his rookie season but beyond that we could never really utilize him properly mm. uh, with the Giants so I'm hopeful with Brian Dable there that he's going to take advantage of, of having a, a star tight end and we saw Dawson Knox have that breakout season with him um, over with the Bills. So I'm hopeful. But if I've got a pause for concern, it is just that we've, we've been burnt before with Evan Ingram. And I, and I do just worry that we can't fully utilise Darren Waller. And he's another guy that's that struggled with injuries for the last couple of years. And um, I'm just hopeful that it does play out. Because if it does, if he does stay healthy and we do use him in the, the correct way, he's going to be a great addition because we know that Daniel Jones didn't throw a great deal of touchdowns last year. And I think a big part of that was not having this big red zone threat um, and getting Darren Waller, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be huge in, in that side of the, the game. Yeah, I mean, the thing that does concern me about Darren Waller is those injuries, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the last couple of seasons he's had quite significant injury history and in that he's not really been able to stay on the field, you know, for a lot of the season. But hopefully, you know, new start, new place, um, should hopefully be fully recovered from last season's injuries. And, uh, 
as I say, if anyone's going to use him right, I would have thought that Dayball would be able to do that. So hopefully he's going to, he seems to know how to utilise the strengths of the players that he's got on the team. So mm-hmm. I'd hope that means, you know, if he's on the field, he should get some good use and production there. So Paul, what do you think the Giants need to do? Um, it's it's really difficult for me to add anything because you you lot have kind of covered most most bases. I, I agree with you, Matt, I think. I think they need to do something to that wide receiver room. I think you need a big, a big name in there. Um, I'm, I don't know whether you go and draft one or whether you get one, you go and trade for one. But you, I, I feel like you need something there. But what, what I'm going to do, um, I'm not going to repeat what everyone said. I, I want to ask you a question, Matt. So, okay. so this year you you franchise tagged Saquon Barkley. Do you think that they give him a contract next year or? Do you think they let him go? Because next year he's going to be 27 at the start of the season. And as we all know, 26 is a bit of a cutoff. And I know Saquon's a bit of a, you know, he is a he is a rare talent and we don't see them that much. What but what what would you like to do with Saquon Saquon moving forward? Would you would you want to give him a contract next year or would you would you happily take someone in the draft to replace him as we've seen teams do in the past? I think what I'd like for us to do is to, to keep him. I mean, I absolutely love him. He's my favourite player on, on the Giants. Um, I, I've said it thousands of times on our show that I think he's the best running back in the NFL. I know there's there's some great talents, but just what he did coming in as a rookie and what he has done when he's been healthy is, is top tier for me. He's the best running back in, in the NFL and, and I'd love for us to, to keep him for his, his entire career if possible. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, we have tagged him and, and what I think we might actually do and and obviously a lot's going to depend on what happens next year. But if we go into next year and, and things don't play out the way that we hoped and and those wins that we were kind of scraping last year, if, if they don't play out and we're losing those games and we make a slow start, why wouldn't we trade him away? I think you look at somebody like Christian McCaffrey, what what they've managed to, to do with the Panthers, moving him in and bringing in some equity by by getting getting shut of him. If we're in a situation where we've started the year and, and maybe we're, we're one and four or, or we've had a really slow start, then... We're in a position where we can move him on. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not going to get a huge deal for him, but at least getting something back for him. And then, obviously, like you said, we can we can look and, and go again in, in the NFL draft um, next year. But, yeah, that's what I think could potentially happen. If things go well, then, obviously, that's a different situation. You, I think you've got to look to, to extend him because he is such a great talent. He is a huge part of this offense. He has been a huge part of this offense ever since we, we've selected him. We've relied on him every year, pretty much, when he's... When he's been healthy, so um, yeah, I'd love for us to keep him, but that is my my secret suspicion. If if things don't go to plan to start the year, um, I wouldn't be too shocked if if we are looking to to potentially move him to to a top contending team. Yeah, and, and do you know what? I think I think the Giants as a whole in twenty twenty three of it's a very very big season. I, I know every team it's a big season for everyone, but I feel like there's so many question marks, and it can either go very right and we'll all be sitting there going Brian Dable is a magician look what he's done he's put everything together and it's worked or it's going to go terribly wrong <laughs> and you, you know what I mean you're going to be looking for that out of Daniel Jones you're going to be looking at trading Saquon and, and, and ripping it all apart you know and yeah. so I, I'm quite I'm quite interested to see what they do I hope I hope for your sake Matt that it that it goes the right way and you know Saquon stays with you until he's 32 and <laughs> He's he's a god, you know. But yeah. I don't know. I just kind of get the feeling now what we're seeing with with especially like uh, we'll talk about later with Zeke going and 
CMC being traded and stuff, and the Titans are looking to trade Derrick Henry. I kind of feel now that we're at that point where these people are looking to get rid of these really good running backs and just go to the draft and get one, you know, and, and just get a young running back. Keep it. I think they'll keep these running backs four or five years now and go, thank you very much. Next one in. See you later. And, and I think it'll be more of a conveyor belt thing now, you know, but I hope he stays with you, mate. I really do. For your yeah. sake. <laughs> Me too, mate. Like I said, it's been a huge part of, of our team's success over the years. So, um, the, the limited success that we've had, um, but he has been the, the key part of that. So, um, yeah, I really hope we, we keep him. But he's a, he's a great talent. As I say, I think he's going to have a market if if we do. Let's trade him. He's going to have a market. You saw what happened with, with Christian McCaffrey, that, that he was snapped up pretty quickly. And I feel like any team that could be in a similar situation that's that's pushing for, for the playoffs next year is, if, if you've got the chance of getting somebody like a, a Saquon Barkley, I, I don't think you pass it up, to be honest. Yeah, I know, I know Mags is thinking, Oh, let's have him at the Chiefs. Exactly. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be. That would be on. That's like. Yeah. carry on. Shh, Max. You brought it up, then, Paul. You can't go blame <laughs> Max because you mentioned it. Um, this running back market is really interesting, though, isn't it? And to be honest, I actually think for Saquon, probably the one of the best things that happened to him was him getting tagged. Um, mm-hmm. This season because really the only players that are getting you know a decent wage you know as free agents this off season are the tag players you know that the market is really really depressed now we know that obviously this running back class is meant to be particularly deep um, and I think that's probably affecting things but it's just really really interesting to, to see kind of how the running back position is going and also how teams are kind of valuing it overall in terms mm-hmm. of how they build their roster and I think, I mean, we'll chat about this, you know, as we get closer to the draft, but like, I think B. John Robinson is going to be a really interesting kind of litmus test, really, as to how teams value the running back position. Because everyone's saying he's a top five player in this draft, but ultimately, where is he going to go in that first round? I mean, I think we all agree that he's likely going to go in the first round, but I mean, it's anyone's guess exactly where he gets taken. So it's going to be really, really interesting. But like you say, actually, depending on how you guys do, trading Saquon might actually be one of the best things that you can do um, in terms of what value you can get from him, you know, in the longer term. So we'll see what happens. Um, Really, really interesting. Like you say, Paul, I think it's either going to go amazingly well or things are going to kind of hit a little bit of a a stumbling block. Um, But we'll have to see how things progress. So before we move on to the the Cowboys, let's make some predictions. So at the minute, we do this every week with our um, season reviews. Um, And we just basically ask you guys two simple questions. Do we think that the Giants are going to improve on their record from 2022, which was nine and seven? Um, and who will be their MVP for the 2023 season? So, Matt, who do you think your Giants are going to improve and who do you think will be the MVP? It's a tough one because I think that mark of, of 9-7, obviously we've got the, the tie as well, but 9-7 is is pretty much what we're aiming for. I think if we got that again, I'd be, I'd be really happy. Um, but as I said, there were just a lot of games that we kind of scraped through last year and I do just worry that if we don't make the the big moves that, that we need to make, then I don't know. I just don't know if we will we'll get that. Obviously, that the other teams in our divisions are, are improving. The Cowboys and obviously the Eagles are, are incredible at the moment. So I do just win, and I'm. It pains me to say it, you know, but I am going to say I think we're just going to be a little bit worse than what we were. I think this year was just 
too good to be true. And I think we're not really that kind of level of team. I don't think we should have got into the playoffs. So, um, I, yeah, it, it pains me to say it, but I think only slightly, but slightly worse, I'm going to go for. You are the most pragmatic supporter. <laughs> I am the least homey. We say it on the, on the show when we do the <laughs> and we're talking fantasy. I hate every Giants player. It's only Saquon Barkley. Anybody else on that team, I'm uh, I'm forever the pessimist. And, and then, but then you're always happy, aren't you? If you if you aim low, you're always gonna you're always gonna succeed. So um, yeah, I, I think just slightly below. Um, and then MVP, um, I'm gonna go for Kayvon Thibodeau. I think what he did last year. Started the season quite slow. I think he was struggling with a hamstring injury to begin the season, but we kind of saw those flashes of, of what could be. And I think if if he takes that step forward next year, he's going to be a real problem to to, to every quarterback in, in the league next year. And I think he's going to be a huge part of, of our success. If we do manage to, to improve on what we did last year, it's going to be because of somebody like him that's putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks and, and leading this defence. So, yeah, I'm going for Thibodeau as, as my MVP. So what about you, Mags? Do you agree with Matt or do you think that the Giants are going to do better? Yeah, I think Matt's been reading my my notes for the show, actually. That's literally <laughs> like, exactly. See him, see him MVP with Thibodeau. I think he's going to take more of a step forward. I think he's a, you know, a shop wrecker. He does a really like problem for anyone playing against him. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Matt. I think it'll maybe be slightly worse, but only because I, I looked up the the strength, the strength of schedule for next year. Mm-hmm. The Giants got the third highest strength of schedule for next season, which yeah. you know will come with its pitfalls. So I still think you might oddly end up playing slightly better in a lot of cases, but yeah. because of the schedule, end up with a slightly worse record. So I'm going to go yes, like slightly worse, and and, and Kevin Thibodeau as the MVP. And you, Paul? Uh, yeah, I think I think we might get a full house here. <laughs> uh, although we, you know, we we do say that. It's going to be an interesting season for them. But, yeah, I, I think – do you know what? This is such a tough division, and it's it's hard to see the Giants getting more wins than nine in this division. So, it's it's it, for me, it's it's going to be a worse season. But I, I, I'm going to echo what Mag said. I think you'll see them play better football, and I, and I think you'll, you'll see a lot of improvement. And I think my MVP is going to be Daniel Jones – because I've seen, I've seen him throwing the ball today and he looks on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this division is super interesting, isn't it? Like two seasons ago, we were like, oh, this is the worst division in the whole of the NFL. And it's amazing how quickly a lot of them have, have turned it around, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got to agree with you all, to be honest. I do think they might get slightly worse. I think they're going to figure out Dayball's scheme a little bit more, you know, compared to last season, although we know he is a good coach. Um, But I am going to go, I was going to go for Daniel Jones, but Paul stole it from me. So I'm going to stick on the offensive side and I'm going to say, look, Saquon, you're going to need to continue to show, you know, how valuable you are to this team, take a lot of it on your legs and uh, become the MVP for the 2023 season. So I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. So I'm sorry, Matt, but you're going to have to now wince through the rest of the, the show while we talk about your foes in the rest of the division. So, Mags, um, I gave you this this week, the Dallas Cowboys, who finished at 12 and 5 record um, on the season. So let's start on what well, went well then, shall we? What do you reckon? Well, right. Yeehaw. Here we go, the Cowboys, right? This... <laughs> This is, I, get, I think this is like every show I've talked about this. Scary players, right? 
CD Lamb, Mika Parsons, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, even like people like Diggs, they're scary players to play against. And the Cowboys, I just think, are, are full of them. They're, they've done a really good job at, at collecting these sort of playmakers. And I thought they did a great job, especially towards the, the end of last season, of bringing C.D. Lamb to where he should be now, which is one of the best receivers in the NFL. It was kind of before that, like, is he, isn't he, like, can he make it? Even at the start of the season, there was a slight worry about how he was doing. But there's no doubt now that, yeah, he, C.D. Lamb is the guy there for the foreseeable future. And he is an elite level wide receiver. And then they have maybe the best defensive player in the league with Mika Parsons, who, you know, as we know, his nickname is the laxative on the show because he makes people shit themselves. Like, he, he is terrifying. Like, that man, like, is out there. Did he not, like, win at the, like, what's that rubbish thing they do? The, like, the, the NFL MVP honors. What is that rubbish thing they do? And they throw water balloons in there. What is that called? You know, they throw the the Pro Bowl and rubbish, right? <laughs> but he beat everybody in sprint race in the Pro Bowl. He beat Tyreek Hill, he beat everybody, like, in that sprint race. And this guy's bigger than all of them. Like, I just love watching him play. And the Cowboys are just littered with, with players like that. Like, Dak Prescott. I'm a big fan of Dak Prescott. Arguably, actually, this is maybe a question I got for all of you. Is Dak Prescott the second best quarterback in the NFC? Probably. Probably, right? The NFC is littered with terrible quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Paul's this... upset because we've not mentioned Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray? <laughs> who's, who's that? Does he play anymore? <laughs> is, he still, is he still in the league? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think Dak Prescott for me anyway, he's he's the second best quarterback in, in the NFC. And then Tony Pollard obviously took a huge step forward last year. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, leaving, that's going to be a huge opportunity for Pollard. I think they'll bring in somebody else to be his, like, dance partner, but hopefully Pollard will go forward as the guy. And and then, yeah, Diggs had a sort of slight down year from, like, last year he led the league in interceptions, but I think that's because nobody's really throwing the ball, like, towards him as much this year. So I still think he's a dangerous guy to have there. Maybe not the best at, you know, other aspects of, of the game, but he is really good at getting up there and high pointing the ball and, and making game changing interceptions. So that's what I think they did really well last year in general was their playmakers were able to make big plays. Uh, there's some other problems, you know, around that, but their big players did seem to step up last year and, and get in the 12 and 5. So, what do you think, Matt? Do you agree with what Mag said? Um, what else do you think went well for the Cowboys last season? Yeah, I think that the defense was the the biggest part. Obviously, we know that Prescott missed some time last year, so it was kind of relied on on the defense to to carry him when when he was out. Um, yeah, Mike Parsons is incredible. It pains me to say it as a as a Giants fan, yeah. but he is incredible. He's the one player that I would take any day on on the Giants because yeah, he's just unbelievable, and he was incredible this past season. And um, Demarcus Lawrence as well. I think he gets kind of underrated on that team because of what Mike Parsons does. But I think he had like seven sacks last year, so I think he was a, a key part. Him and, and Parsons putting that that pressure on the the quarterback was was huge for them. And obviously, we know that they've got a really solid O line over there in in Dallas. It's it's getting up there in age a bit, but it's still one of the the better O lines in in the NFL. So um, yeah, a lot of it went really well for for the Cowboys and 
Um, it just feels like with the, the Cowboys, they, they always seem to underachieve though. They, they get to the to the dance at the end of the playoffs and it always just seems to end in a really mm. sorry state of affairs. Like the last couple of seasons have, have been a really sorry ending to, to their season. So, um, I mean, as a Giants fan, I love that. But um, if, you were, <laughs> if you were a Cowboys fan, you, I don't think you're too happy with what's happened the last couple of years. But um, moving forward, I think that they're setting themselves up quite nicely this year to, to make another go of it next year. Yeah, I mean, Dan Quinn has done a fabulous job with that defence, hasn't he? I mean, they played fabulously uh, the 2021 season. And I think there were questions, you know, can they keep that up this season or is there going to be some regression there? And there just really wasn't. You know, they play fast, they play hard and, you know, they just seem to keep it up. Um, And I think that is particularly scary. I do think Dak seems to have kind of plateaued and maybe just dropped off a little bit in recent seasons. I don't know if you guys mm. agree with me on that. Um, but I do think if he kind of gets back to how well we know he can play, I think that team is really, really scary. Um, so, Mags, breaking news today. Brandon Cooks was traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah. So what do you think of the trade and what else do you think they potentially need to do? Uh, moving forward to get ready for the 2023 season. Yeah, so that was one of the things I said would be would be quite nice is if they managed to, you know, give Dak Prescott a few more weapons um, outside of outside of CD Lamb. There was Dalton Schulzer, but I don't think he's expected to to come back. I don't know if he's officially left, but it looks like he might be away. So getting someone in like Cooks is going to really help. I think I'm wondering if Mike McCarthy is the real problem. I'm not sure if he is the best guy for that job, just because there's so much talent there and there, you know, so many good players and weapons to use. And you're right, Hannah. What you said, they always seem to get to the dance and then it all just crumbles around them. I'm just, I'm not sure that he makes the smartest decisions. Like, was it two years ago they ran out of time and like just little things like this? You're like, what is going? How does that happen? You know, if you're really running things as smoothly and efficiently as you need to, to, you know, win a Super Bowl and get far in the playoffs. So I'm wondering if he's maybe not the right guy there, but obviously he's got so much talent and they're playing so well, it's very hard to sack a guy that's 12 and five. So it's hard, it's hard to do that and, and know if you're making the right decision. I would like your right hand as well. I would like to see a bit more from Dak. I would like to let them, let us see if he can open it up a bit more. I know he had that horrific injury a few years ago. He's kind of rushing for like 15 yards a game on average. I think he could push it more into the 20s. I think he's athletic enough, and that might open things up just a little bit more. And obviously, they're not giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott every you know second second carry here. So that'll help a lot. Maybe Dak will get a few more rushes with it. Uh, also, one thing I did notice looking at some stats, they're one of the worst teams in the, in the league this year for giving away penalties. So clean that up, obviously. That's really going to help them going forward. Yeah, um... One of my favourite things actually I've seen on Twitter recently, obviously we'll probably be chatting about it a bit more in a minute with Zeke going, but was that Zeke's final play for, as a cowboy <laughs> basically being pancaked by a defensive yeah. lineman. Um, and when he was like the single offensive lineman um, yeah. for the Cowboys, I mean, it was just fabulous, wasn't it? I mean, you couldn't write it. And for some reason they seem to do these absolutely crazy things. Yeah. Um, and they get themselves in these really stupid positions right at the end of playoff games that they just can't come back from. Um, and, yeah, they just seem to bottle it every time, don't they? So, Matt, what do you think they need to do for next year to uh, beat your Giants? <laughs> and, uh... 
Well, I mean, they, they usually be here, so they don't have to do too much to be honest. Whatever they've been doing has been, been working, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think Mags kind of nailed it. I think that the weapons is something we, we've spoke about all of last year. It looked like they needed somebody apart from CD Lamb. We know how incredible he is, but they, they really needed to, to bring some more weapons in there. Getting somebody like Brandon Cooks is, is going to be a huge part of that. And I think they still look to, to maybe bring somebody else in as well. Um, Michael Gallup's obviously coming back from that injury at the start of last season. So if he's back 100%, he's going to be a great addition. But I still feel like maybe they could, could look to bring somebody else in. But um, I think the moves that they've made have kind of addressed the needs that they had. They brought Stefan Gilmore in as well. We've not spoke about him. I think that's yeah. a, a huge addition for, for them looking to really be in that win-now situation. I feel like they're really pushing the chips in for, for this year, like they have done for the last couple of seasons, really, and, and really keep pushing for, for that Super Bowl. So um, I think that's a, a great addition to, to their defence as well. To be honest, I think that the defence as a whole is... It's probably one of the, the the best in our division, along with the Eagles. Those two have got a really strong defense, so that side of the the ball should be should be fine. It's just on that offense, like I said, bringing a another running back to, to part with Tony Pollard. We know what a great talent he is, but um, they can't just run him every play. I think he is somebody that maybe will be better having a, a dance partner like Mag said and, and just giving him that little rest because his game is that explosiveness, and you kind of lose that if you if you're running him into the ground and on every touch. So. Um, yeah, bringing somebody in as well in, in that backfield is going to be going to be a big uh, a big move for them as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, I really think that this season is is really going to be D Day for Mike McCarthy, isn't it? And I think yeah. if they don't really get, I think realistically to the championship game, if not to the Super Bowl, I would be very surprised if if he is. Uh, head coach next season and I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Quinn um, is head coach in 2024 yeah. uh, 20, that would be my kind of bet if I had to make a bet now that would be be my bet for them so before we move on to uh, more thrilling teams um, should we make some uh, predictions uh, for the Cowboys so tell me Matt do you think they're going to improve on their 12 and 5 record from 2022 and who do you think is going to be their MVP um, again, it's another tough one because that twelve and five is kind of like a, a, I feel like that's a really solid season for for the Cowboys. So you you're probably going to guess it's somewhere around that figure. Um, I just think with the moves that they're making, they feel like they're, they're really pushing the chips. And I'm going to say they are going to slightly improve on that thirteen and six. Maybe don't don't think uh, sorry thirteen and four. I don't think it'll be bad too much, but um, yeah, I think maybe just one more win they could they could sneak out of that. As I say, having Dak Prescott for a full season is going to be going to be huge compared to what happened last year. So, yeah, I think just about sneak it. And then for MVP, I'm just going to take the low-hanging fruit, go for these one, Michael Parsons. I think he's going to be the MVP for the next five, six, ten years for, for the Cowboys as long as they keep him. So, um, yeah, a bit of a cop-out answer, but Mike Parsons. Max, I suspect you're going to probably say very similar, but <laughs> what do you like him? <laughs> Oh yeah, Michael Parsons. I was going to try and think of some hip, some hipster answer, but it's it's got to be Mike, like Michael Parsons. And I, I, like he's so 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 good. Um, I, I'm going to say, I think maybe twelve and five might be like their their limit. Maybe though as well. So I was like, I couldn't decide. So I was like, I'll just say a little bit worse. But I wouldn't be shocked if it was a little bit better. I think Matt's right. It'll be around twelve and five. I wouldn't even be shocked if it was exactly twelve and five again. But yeah, Michael Parsons MVP for them. Paul. Um, so I'm going to go a bit rogue with mine, and it's going Ooh. to be a bit of a, a, a hot take and a classic Jerry Jones move. So I'm going to say they're <laughs> going to go better, 
and my MVP is going to be Bijan Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. it. It was only yesterday when we were talking on, on the Dynasty show, we were mentioning Tony Pollard, and Kev said that. Don't be surprised. If there were going to be any team that's going to look to, to go for somebody like a Bijan Robinson in the first round, Jerry Jones is that kind Jerry of guy. Jerry Jones is Obviously get... played in Texas as well, Bijan. So <laughs> yeah. you, link, you link the dots up and yeah. It's, it's just incredible. it's just going to be Jerry Jones. If Bijan sat there when <laughs> the Cowboys are on the clock, Jerry Jones is going to go, we're having him. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't need him. And they don't need him. And, oh. and it's going to be it's going to be frustrating for fantasy owners to go, you don't need him or anything, but <laughs> he's the type of person. He did it, he did it with CD Lamb as well, didn't he? Because they were like, they didn't need that wide receiver. It was best player available so that's that's my hot take Love it. i'm gonna give jerry jones the benefit of the doubt and i'm gonna say that he is not <laughs> gonna take Bijan, and i'm gonna put tony pollard as my mvp because i think realistically look zeke is gone you're gonna have to step up now pollard and take a lot of that workload so yeah we'll probably be laughing at this because paul will be right and i'll be wrong but uh, <laughs> i doubt it very much mate okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. but you have occasionally been right so this could be one of them um so yeah i'm going to say tony pollard and i'm actually going to say they're going to be slightly worse i think i agree with you all i think they're still going to kind of hover around you know early teens kind of double figures um but i think they're going to be slightly worse next season so uh that's going to be my predictions. So, Paul, you get the excitement of the Washington Commanders who went <laughs> eight and eight last season. I'm so kind to you, aren't I? So kind. So but there's happy. some interesting moves that they made this offseason. Um, this is another team in the long list of teams that made a mistake on Carson Wentz. So, Paul, can you find something that went well for them in 2022? So I was looking into them. And and they they're really confusing because actually they seem to be really good on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively they are so bad. They are, you know, it's just one extreme to the other. Um, so on on the defensive side of the ball, they were really good. I was um, I was looking at their their rushing stats, and actually they only gave up ten rushing touchdowns on the season, which was fifth best in all of the NFL. Um, it's it's so difficult to say what went well for them because they're a middle-of-the-pack team. You know, it's it's all very meh. It's all... Mm. There's nothing went well, nothing went bad. You know what I mean? It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. Um, I am intrigued to see what they do at QB. Um, with bringing in um, Jacoby Brissett. And I'm interested to see what happens with, with Sam Howell. Um, and I'm also really interested to see Chase Young come back. Yeah. Because uh, after his ACL tier in 2021, he came back, he did play a couple of games, but I think it was more of a, oh, come back, put the jersey on. and But... Don't don't do too much. We'll see you in 2023. But yeah, it's it's they're they're a pretty pretty awful team to be honest. And I and I think they're kind of punching above their weight. And if if they can't sort out anything on the offensive side of the ball, it will be it will be a tough 2023 season for them. If I'm honest, 
Yeah, I mean, I think they are an interesting team, aren't they? Because they've they've had, you know, a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes struggles recently. Dan Snyder's been an absolutely terrible owner and there's been a lot going on there. And I think that although kind of Ron Rivera has tried to keep that away from football, I think that has had an impact on the team. Obviously, we know that he is in the middle of settling that and hopefully, you know, those that kind of situation will improve for 2023. Um, but I think that has kind of had a bit of an impact. But they do certainly have some pieces, you know, Terry McLaurin, you know, Brian Robinson came along pretty nicely over the course of the season. So there's certainly kind of pieces in there. Um, it's just can they put it all together and the QB is going to be a massive thing, isn't it? So, Matt, could you pick out any kind of good things that, that were there for the, the commanders last season? I mean, no, not really. <laughs> I think I think they were lucky, to be honest, to, to get the record that they had because, like like Paul said, they're, they're such a mere team that there's nothing that, that really excites you. Like you said, the, the defence is, is the strongest part of their game. Obviously, missing um, Chase Young last year was was a huge hit for, for them on, on that side of the ball. And then, like you said, with the, the offence, they, they've, they've got pieces, but... I mean, the none that, that really wow you, that it fits the mould of the entire team, to be honest. It's like Terry McLaurin, yeah, he's, he's good. He's not elite. He's not that elite player. Um, Brian Robinson, he exceeded my expectations anyway. He played a lot better than what I thought he would. But again, he's not He's not a superstar, is he? He's, he's a mm. solid running back, but he's not like X factor that, that you need in, in, a franchise, in a franchise to to really take you that next step forward. So... Yeah, it's hard to really pick out anything that the quarterback carousel that was happening last year with Wentz starting, then obviously he went out and then Tyler Heineke coming in. He had that good little run of games. Obviously, the, the fans in Washington loved him when, when it was going well, but then it kind of petered out and it just felt like they were just taking far too long to, to have a look at what they had in Sam Howell. I mean, why draft him if they, they waited till like the last couple of games to see what they had in him? I mean, they were never going to get a, a chance of making the playoffs. So why didn't they just um, look at Sam Howell and see what they had in, in Sam Howell? Um, towards the end of last season so um yeah on the whole the offense was was a mess and it's going to be really interesting like paul said to see what they do uh, moving forward because i really like somehow actually i think he's a really interesting quarterback i was probably a little too high on him going into to last last off season going into the nfl draft i was shocked that he fell as far as he did in in the draft but um i think it could be interesting but then like paul said bringing in jacoby brissetto he looked pretty good, didn't he, with the, with the Browns? He, he did a really solid job of, of filling in while Deshaun Watson was was serving that suspension. So um, I think it could be a really quarterback competition there. But again, they're just not the most exciting players. They're just like meh kind of players. Yeah. Sam Howell and Jacob Brissett, there's just nobody that, that stands out. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough year last year. And I don't hold out too much hope for it being much better next year, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it really just feels like we need something or or somebody to come in and inject kind of that yeah. excitement and just energy into the team. Now, we do know that they hired Eric Bieniemy as their new offensive mm -hmm. coordinator, so you never know. He could be the guy to potentially do that, although, you know, like we've all been saying, the pieces he's got to work with are not, you know, fabulous. So, Paul, what do you think kind of the team and potentially Eric Bieniemy might need to do to uh, make this team a, a winning one in uh, 2023? So, the piece I think they need is a franchise QB. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to get that guy this year because I, I don't think they are. I think they're too far back in the draft because they're pick 16 they're too far back to get one of these elite ones this year um i think they should be looking 
kind kind of what to 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 say like echo what Matt was saying. I think maybe now next year is a time where they do look at QB and maybe they see what Sam Howell can do for them because they brought Sam Howell in for Week 18 against uh, the Cowboys. Now I can't remember if the Cowboys had already secured playoff or whether they were still battling for the number one spot. But you know, ultimately a weekend game, uh, a Week 18 game can be you're playing a lot of non-starters and they're resting a lot of players. They're not taking any risks or anything like that. So I don't think we've even seen what Sam Howell can do in the NFL. Um, so why, why not Why not play this season, have a chance, give them a chance, have a battle with Jacoby Brissett, see what they can do. Um, I, I do think that they may draft another QB in this one. and But that's just, I think it may be a, a later round shot in the dark and and see see what they can see if they can get anyone that can that can bring a spark to them. Um, but where I do think a big spark will come is to go back to Chase Young and his return, him in the locker room, him on the field. He's you know we talk about these people in the draft that are truly elite and can change a team by just being on the field and chase young is that kind of player you know he's he's a he's a leader and he's just he's just a phenomenal player and i think he will uplift that whole washington like defense and he will he will help them to go further so i don't know i'm in, i'm intrigued to see where this season goes like i said I, I think they need a franchise qb and they need to sort of have a bad season to be able to get one of them franchise QBs, but I think on, on with that kind of defense, I don't ever think that they'll be a top ten pick. I think you know they'll always be the middle of the table kind of team because defense wins championships, you know, and they've got a good defense, so they're they're going to win a lot of games. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to win a lot of games just with that defense, you know. Yeah, I think they're another one that are a victim of their own mediocrity, aren't they? You know, they do just enough just to keep them out of that kind of draft QB zone. Um, and that's hurt them the last few years. And we've seen how the, the carousel has gone for them. And I think ultimately, I think that they are going to have to make a move at some point in the draft, possibly next season, to try and get someone because this isn't really working. Sam Howell might work out, you never know, but I think ultimately they're going to have to end up drafting a franchise QB. Um, they're clearly not going to go after Lamar, doesn't sound like potentially anyone will. Um, we'll, we'll have more of a chat about that next week. Um, but before we, this is, next week's going to be really exciting. <laughs> AFC North. Anyway. <laughs> Crap. We'll go crap. back to what we're actually talking about this week. So before we move on, let's let's make some predictions for the commanders then. Do we think they're going to improve on their record? Ha ha. And who do you think their MVP is going to be for 2023? Matt, we'll start with you. Yeah, so they went AA and they got that tied, didn't they? So um I think they're gonna be worse. I think they're gonna be worse. This offense is as we've said, it's not looking great. I can't see him really making too many improvements on that side of the ball. Getting Chase Young back is going to be, be great from on, on the defensive side, but I just think with other teams around them improving, they're not really not making those step forward. So I think they're going to be in a really poor position and, and really they've got to be. They've got to be as bad as they possibly can, like we mentioned, to, to get that quarterback, get like a Caleb Williams next year at quarterback. So they've got to be bad and 
I think that they are going to be worse than, than that record. And then MVP, again, I'm, I'm just going to keep copping out and taking the easy ones. Chase Young, uh, Paul's waxed lyrical about him already, and, and I absolutely love the guy. Um, he is one of their best defensive players, and I feel like people have forgot just how good he is because he has missed um, the last the last season um, and not played. So I think people forget just how, how dominant he is when he's on the field. So when he's back fully healthy, he's definitely going to be their MVP because the rest of the team's trash. <laughs> so I've sat and listened and I cannot believe that no one has mentioned Jahan Dodson what an absolute <laughs> start I think he is absolutely brilliant I think he's going to be the MVP next year for them I think for what he did he missed quite a lot of the games last year he played 12 games he scored 7 touchdowns he had 15 yards per catch last season I think he's Really, really good. Mm. I actually think they're going to do slightly better because I believe in Eric Bieniem. So I think he's going to get them over the line, and they're going to do slightly better. Paul? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, they, they're going to do worse, and yeah, they, they're going to do worse. I can't believe you said they're going to get better, Mags. You know, you, you, you what did you say about the Giants? You think the Giants are going to get worse. And they 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 got nine last year, and you think yeah. the, you think the commanders are going to get better with, and and they oh, Eric the enemy man, 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 there's a big difference between the commanders and the Giants here. <laughs> They're going to be worse, and Chase Young is going to be the MVP. So I do also think they're going to be worse. Although you never know with Jacoby Brissett, they might be functional enough. And like you say, if the defence really does kind of play to how we think their talent level is, they might manage to win a few more games. But uh, I'm going to say worse for now. Um, and I'm going to say uh, Darren Payne, actually, for their MVP. Mm, They've just nice. given him a massive contract. I think he needs to play up to that, um, you know, and show them that they made the right decision in doing that. So I'm going to say him for MVP um, next season. So... Okay. Last team of the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, I'm not going to spend ages on them because we've talked to death about them pre-Super Bowl, post-Super Bowl. I feel like that's all we've talked about for the last few months. So we won't dwell on them because I think we're all fed up of talking about them. But, you know, realistically, last season, they had a super impressive season. They went 14-3. and three, um, And some of those losses were probably because uh, Jalen Hurts was injured. Obviously, he did come back and they did lose that one didn't they but um i mean everything just seemed to fall into place um both sides of the ball just seemed super good um and it showed in in their stats so they were third in total team dvoa by football outsiders they were third in offensive dvoa only behind kansas city and buffalo second in big plays only behind kansas city and third in red zone efficiency and it all showed in terms of the defence, they were a little bit worse in times of DVOA. They were sixth, but they were second best in yards allowed per game, only behind San Francisco. As I say, both sides of the ball just seemed to really connect and click. And I think for me, the, the most impressive thing of the season was Jalen Hurts. I mean, we were going into the season being like, is he the guy? You know, mm, are they going to move on from him next season? He's not shown you know, all that much. And my God, did he come out of the gates, show how well he can play and how much he had improved. 
I think it really, really helped him having AJ Brown join the team. Um, and I think they coached, you know, for his strengths really, really well this season. And I, and I think he showed. He was, I personally think, the best player in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he showed out on the biggest stage. And I think that was super impressive. Um, so I was just really impressed with their season. Everything seemed to work. The players, the coaching, I thought it was really, really great. Um, in terms of what they need to do for 2023, actually kind of things have not fallen apart, but there's certainly been quite a few changes for them. They lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators to head coaching jobs. So obviously they've had to fill those spots. Um, and they've lost quite a few, particularly on the defence. So both of their starting safeties, CJ Gardner-Johnson and Epps, have gone. Hargrave on that defensive line has has gone and he played, you know, really, really well for them last season. TJ Edwards, Kaiser White. So quite a number of contributors and starters have gone on that defence. So I think they're not... Not a, not a reset, but maybe like a, a mini reset, really, with trying to get some more players in um, and kind of build that back up to, to where they were. So I do think they've got a little bit of a task um, ahead of us or ahead of them, um, you know, this off season to try and kind of get back to where where they were. But, you know, we know how he's done a really good job recently. So I think if anyone can do it, probably is him. Um, but I'm, I'm super interested to see how they how they play next season and how they manage to kind of fit fit the new pieces in and whether they can repeat this kind of fantastic season that they had. It is a real shame for them, don't tell Kev, that they didn't win the Super Bowl, really, because I, I do think everything kind of worked until that final last piece um, and they just couldn't quite get it over the line. Um, any comments um, on them there, Matt? I mean, no, you've covered it all. I think kind of the they were incredible last year. What they did was was amazing. Jalen Hurts taking that step forward was a huge part and bringing AJ Brown in. And then, like you mentioned, on the defense, they were they were incredible. I think they led the lead in in sacks. I saw Riddick and Brandon Graham, who they managed to bring back next year as well. They were both amazing. And and yeah, this this year they've they managed to keep hold of um, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. So that's going to be great for them and, and the cornerbacks. Um, Kelsey coming back as well at centre. He says he's coming back for another year. So I think they are still set up to, to be the best team in the division again next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see what they can do next season. So before we finish, um, as we've done with every team so far, let's make some of our predictions. So do they improve on their fantastic record last season of 14-3? and three? And who is going to be their MVP, Matt? Um, I'm going to say just slightly worse. I think... 13 and 4, maybe just just that slight bit worse. Um, and then for MVP, again, I'm just gonna keep just keep bailing out Jalen Hurts. I think he's gonna be a, a huge part of that team next year. And what he did last year was incredible. So if he can follow that up again this year, he's got to be the MVP. Because he should have been this year. Mags. I've just got to copy and paste what Matt said. Apart from the bit at the end, we'll leave that. Well, copy and paste for you too. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think they're going to be a bit worse than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think Hurts, uh, you know, is going to be that MVP for them next season. So before we go, Matt, um, thank you so much for coming on. We've had a great time, and I'm glad you finally got to say something <laughs> um, instead of Kev. But before we go, um, where can we find you, Matt? Um, where can we hear your work or see you? Um, please tell us everything. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Matt FF Dynasty. 
um do most of my written content on twitter with, with the threads and stuff and then obviously part of the the wildcard crew the the dynasty show with myself kevin alley um, you can find that on twitter at um wildcard dynasty i believe so yeah that's where you can find me and just thanks again for having me on it's been a it's been a blast i feel honored that i get to come back and, and do it a second time after we did it before the super bowl so yeah just thanks for having me back on and, and you three crushing it so it's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to come on with you yeah, we've loved having you on, Matt. And if anybody isn't following you, you re they really should be highly recommended. So that's bring us to the end of the show. Thank you all for joining in next week, AFC North. So <laughs> I'm super excited for that. Make sure you're tuning in and we'll see you all next week.